0: Hey, this is Stephen Waggis back with LABI doing another version of our Sounds of the Session. And this is a post-session version where legislature just adjourned uh, late last week. And I am here with Senator Rick Ward, and we're going to talk about one of the, I would call maybe one of the sleeper issues of the session that ended up being a, a big deal. So, Rick, how are you doing? Good to see you. Good. Thank you for having me, Stephen. I'm,
1: uh, I'm excited about all the work that got done this session, and in particular this, this transportation issue.
0: So uh, we're going to um, get to the issue in a moment, but just real quick, let me ask you: uh, um, It's been a rough couple of months, a lot of long hours. Obviously, you've got a day job and a family and all kind of other stuff. Um, what's it feel like when you come out of session? You kind of re-enter into normal life again. How tough is that transition for a legislator? Really,
1: it's it's an interesting thing, and uh, it took me a while, a number of sessions of kind of going through that process to realize what was happening. But it really takes seven to ten days to kind of reacclimate. you just uh all that energy that you use while you're going through session uh you kind of crash a little bit once it all sure. once all the air is let out of the room and so mm-hmm. um it takes about a week to kind of decompress uh and that's assuming you can actually take a break but um I don't think I have it quite as bad as some because I do get to go home every night I I can imagine that it's a Whole different ball game in terms of reacclimating for the people that have to essentially move here for two or three months out of the year.
0: And, and that's a good point. And for those that are listening that maybe aren't familiar with Senator Ward, he is he does live near Baton Rouge, right across the Mississippi River on, on the west side. Uh, I guess you live technically in in, or, or, I Port live Allen in or Port Allen or Port Allen.
1: Yeah, right outside the Port Allen city limits.
0: So as the crow flies, that's a pretty close commute. But as infrastructure is not always easy in this state. Here's the segue coming. Um, it can be a long commute sometimes, even if, if it is right across the river. So let's get to infrastructure because you were quite active in this session. You were in the middle of a lot of different things, but infrastructure for especially I want to talk about. Um, this is a topic that has long been discussed in Louisiana but rarely been addressed. Um, but this session, um, coming in to do tax reform, somehow, some way, infrastructure became a major solution that came out of it. Talk a little bit about how that evolved and what your role was during this session.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that infrastructure has really been kind of at the th- forefront of a lot of our minds in terms of knowing we need to do something. It's just always been uh what do you do because you either have to uh redirect funds that are already there or or raise new funds and of course we all know raising new funds is not not popular. But um you know, we had so many so many legislators on board with just really focusing down on figuring out a solution, and I think that um, the the bill that ultimately passed by Representative McGee was was just kind of a, a culmination of all those things, bits and pieces of those things coming together in one instrument, uh, even if even if it did take all the way down to the closing moments of session to make it happen.
0: So when we say infrastructure we're talking about roads, bridges, not just building uh new roads and bridges but also fixing and repairing and maintaining the ones we currently have. Talk about some of the projects that are in this legislation that you were able to get through.
1: Yeah, so the I guess kind of the 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 key headliners so to speak were you know the mega projects, the ones that most all of us know we need like a, a new Baton Rouge bridge over the Mississippi River, a Calcasieu bridge, um Connecting Lafayette, New Orleans, with I forty nine South, those are the ones that kind of headlined the mm-hmm. the bill itself. But uh, what's really not talked about as much, but you could argue in a lot of regions of the state, it's just as important is um, the is the portion where we we're going to provide more dollars for um, for funding the repairs and maintenance mm-hmm. of all those. Uh, we have a lot of old dilapidated bridges and roads and. Uh, just the destruction that it causes to people's vehicles on a daily basis before you ever talk about time lost because of reroutes and all those types of things. And so there was really something in the bill for everybody, whether you're from a, uh, a area like the Baton Rouge region where it's, uh, it's really a traffic issue so we need another route which requires another bridge, or if you uh, represent parts of my district which are uh, very rural and you just need to fix some of the roads that have been neglected for 30-plus years, uh, it was a win all the way around.
0: Yeah, I think you can look at the macro numbers, the $14 billion backlog we all know we have, or you can just look at, you know, a more personal example. Every single person listening, they probably drive carpool or go back and forth to work, and they get stuck in traffic, and they start asking themselves, why can't someone fix that? Well, finally, there's a bill on a macro and a micro level to address some of that. So those projects are critical. There's the right one selected in the bill. I really feel strongly about that. Let's talk a little bit about how it's funded because you, traditionally over the years, there's been a lot of discussion about where the money is going to come from. Where is the revenue in this bill coming from?
1: So the revenue here um, comes from vehicle sales tax, and that's important for a number of existing reasons. Vehicle existing vehicle sales tax, Existing, right? okay. not okay. a new. And, right. and that's I'm glad you pointed that out because that, that could be the most important factor here is that this is taking existing tax dollars the derived from uh, vehicle sales tax and redirecting sixty percent of those dollars derived from that out of the general fund, and into the construction sub fund. Um, two parts there really. The the construction sub fund it was so necessary that the money land there, mm-hmm. as opposed to just the transportation trust fund, because the construction sub fund. Uh, you are only allowed to use the dollars that sit in that fund to actually build projects. Mm-hmm. We can't we can't sweep it out to go, you know, use it for salaries and benefits and all right. those things that have kind of taken away from the buying power of uh, the transportation trust fund over the years. So making sure it landed there uh, was was a very important step. I think the other thing is we're really taking. Uh, Money that was in originally intended to go to our infrastructure, but somehow over the years, got redirected into the general fund, and we're putting it back where it was originally intended to go. And so, I think those two things uh, are really key in in the momentum that was built for the bill in the in the end. But um, look to be able to put something up together that uh, didn't raise taxes, but then also provides a, a massive uh, reinvestment in infrastructure was, was, I think, key to the whole thing.
0: So so the big summary is it, it, there are existing dollars in the budget from vehicle registration sales that people pay every year and they have for years, and it typically would flow into the general fund, which is basically a discretionary fund. What this bill does is it dedicates a portion of those dollars to infrastructure. Most people going out buying a car right now probably thought some of that was going towards infrastructure anyway. So it's just a dedication of that. And that bill lists the projects that we all know are no-brainers, Baton Rouge Bridge, Lake Charles Bridge, et cetera. So existing dollars to no-brainer projects. So there's another part of the bill that was added almost as a safety net to a you know, worst-case scenario. Let's say the economy collapses or something horrible happens to make sure that um, there, there wouldn't be any ability uh, inability for us to kind of – Pivot in such a scenario. Talk a little bit about what kind of safeguard was put in there on a budget perspective.
1: Yeah, so you know one of the concerns that is always lingering out there, at least in today's world, because of where we've come from in the recent years in terms of budget deficits, um, was what happens if we make this shift and we face a deficit again. And so to try and safeguard from that, we uh, we set a cap. On how much of the dollars can be encumbered via bond or something like that, and anything above that, if r e c the revenue estimating conference or committee uh recognizes a deficit greater than a hundred million dollars that a portion of these funds that were not bonded out could go could be redirected back to the general fund in order to um, try and cover that shortfall now of course, you hope that that never happens, right. but just to give everybody enough comfort that we're not just ripping the band-aid off and, and leaving the uh, leaving the general fund budget in a bad spot, we did that to to make sure we were doing it as responsible as we possibly could.
0: Absolutely. I I think in a session that was filled with kind of stealth victories and, and many, you know, creative solutions to, to issues and problems. This was one of the bigger ones, to be honest with you. And I, I thought it was a very creative approach. You, you've listed the projects that are needed. You've also put dollars in there for rural maintenance and, and preservation. You've identified existing dollars to spend for that as compared to going for new taxes. And you put a safety net in there that would allow for budget relief should there be a shortfall in the economy. So it's kind of got a little bit of everything for everyone, and. For all the years we've talked about infrastructure and roads and bridges, I don't think I've seen uh, as well a balance as proposals we have right now. So this bill is on the governor's desk. Um, I know he has to review a bunch of bills, and I don't know if he's got to this one yet. And I know we've, we we're trying to, you know, make sure that folks outside the around the state are aware of this this great bill. Um, but also we're waiting to see if the governor is going to sign it or not. So um, any thoughts or, or 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 what his analysis is on that?
1: You know, I think they're still reviewing it. Um... I would I would hope that he uh, takes a good hard look at it and ultimately signs it. I think it's a it's a great thing, um, not really just for uh, the state and and transportation, but I think this is one of the things that we've done since I've been in the legislature that I feel actually would give the general public some hope that we're trying to reinvest in our state in a way that uh, could really allow us to redevelop the state of Louisiana from the ground up. Because there's so many things that uh, that need to be done, but if you don't have a good foundation and good infrastructure for those maybe new businesses that want to come into the state, um, you're just not going to get there. And so from uh, from the standpoint of, of the bill and the merits of the bill and whether he signs it or not, uh, we've not had that discussion yet. But I do think once he takes a good look at it and really thinks it through, um, I hope that he that he fully understands the the magnitude of what this could do in terms of recharting a path forward for the state of Louisiana.
0: Yeah, I, I would join you in that. I truly hope so as well. And and the good news, I think also besides the merits, is um, you know if, if he looks at the, the the amount of votes that got this done, I mean it is strong bipartisan support. You had Republicans and Democrats. You had um, North Louisiana, South Louisiana, the, you know, everyone kind of joined together in the legislature to support this. So there's ample bipartisan support on that, which is nice to see. Um, I guess one final, uh, you know, message to cover is, look, you obviously, you were a strong leader on this, but obviously there are a lot of folks that kind of helped work on that. The, it was actually an original bill by Representative Tanner McGee that got a Rick Ward amendment, that was based upon some language that was pushed by people like Representative Mark Wright, Representative Jack McFarland, Representative Paula Davis. Um, you had the Speaker and the President of the Senate both working together. Y'all put together a pretty interesting and, and powerful coalition and legislature to get this done. Give, give a little flavor yeah. uh, on how that came to be and, and how hard that group worked together on it.
1: So uh, I think what it really was was a result of a lot of people involved that you know they, they didn't care uh, – whose name was on the final version. They didn't care about anything other than seeing something significant done. And when you put a group of people together like that, um, the success of something can, you know, you really have an opportunity to get something across the finish line. And so uh, this was something that a number of us talked about, started talking about well before session. It just took a little bit different path maybe than we expected. So, um, there's so many variables that, that go through or that, that come about during session in terms of the, the politics going on in one chamber or the other. And so figuring out a way to navigate that sometimes can be a little unorthodox. You have to just...
0: Unorthodox, I like that. That's yeah. a very uh, politically correct <laughs> way to describe it. You're right about that.
1: <laughs> so you just, sometimes you have to take a path to get to the finish line that, uh, maybe you didn't intend at first but when everybody like I said to begin with when everybody that's involved is just on board with making sure something significant gets across the finish line then I think uh, I think what you see here is the end result of that.
0: Well I, I think you're right and I think in a session uh, chock full of of wins that are going to help people around this state I think this is um, one of the top ones that came out of there and no one would have predicted a couple months ago, but it, but it got done, and you were a big piece of that effort. So, again, it's legislation on the governor's desk that we're hoping he signed. It's, it's a legislation that will fund, um, using existing dollars, major infrastructure projects all across the state, including Baton Rouge Bridge, Lake Charles Bridge, um, projects in Alexandria, Monroe, New Orleans, Lafayette, you name it, um, and it also has a provision in it that allows for a safety net should there be a budget challenge that would allow that to address budget concerns. So it really is a Swiss Army knife of of epic proportions to, to do a lot of things in one bill, and you're a big reason why. So I want to thank you again for coming in, your hard work. And um, any parting thoughts before we head out?
1: Well, I, I mean, I'd like to thank you and, and really the the whole team you work with. Um, you know, a lot of times we, we can come up as legislators with concepts and things and, and – uh, you guys really give us uh, a lot of the information we need to try and make some of those decisions because a lot of it moves so fast if we had to go try and do the research or collect the data on a lot of it to uh, to continue moving along at the pace we are just never would happen. So I appreciate all the support you you provided as well as. Uh, the entire coalition you work with.
0: Well, Absolutely. It's our pleasure, and we always like working with good people for good causes, so we're glad to do that. So that was Louisiana State Senator Rick Ward talking about one of the most important bills of the session, and you have been listening to Lobby Sound of the Session, and so stay tuned for further discussions about some of the cool things that came out of this most recent legislative session.